listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we've got another wonderful guest uh, coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking to writer and author of numerous memoirs, uh, Wade Rouse. Wade's going to be here talking to us about his latest book, I'm Not the Biggest Bitch in This Relationship. So got to ask him about that title because if that doesn't catch your eye, nothing will. So we're looking forward to talking to, to Wade about the book as well as uh, talking to him about some of the other memoirs that he's written. Uh, definitely a, a fantastic, very humorous book, so we're looking forward to that. Before we get started, we'll take a little commercial break, allow our sponsors to tell us all the latest, greatest things that are happening. But we're going to come right back with Wade Rouse. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Is the coast clear? Yes. Let's go. Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Oopsie. Hey, calm down. I smell presents. <gasps> go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is author and humorist Wade Rouse. And Wade's here to talk to us about his latest book, I'm Not the Biggest Bitch in This Relationship. Wade, welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for having me. Best title ever, right? It is the best title. So we're going to just jump right on that because this, like I said, if this doesn't catch your attention to pull it off the shelf and find out what the heck is he talking about, uh, nothing will. So tell us how that title came about. Quite literally, um, I have a I had a fourteen year old rescue dog, and this is a this is a humorous anthology with great short stories about um, people's dogs and mostly rescue dogs. And the reality was that I had our dog Marge who passed away in April and she was able to get out of any crate or kennel whatsoever, any locked door. She's like a doggy MacGyver. And I looked down at her once after she'd escaped and I 
told her that, you know, I'm not the biggest bitch in this relationship. And I'm like, one day that title will stick. And finally, I found a place to use it. <laughs> so she gave you the, the stamp of approval. She may have even telepathically projected that to you. You just never know. I think she probably did. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, it's amazing. And that's, you know, really the title, I think, sums up the entire book, which is, you know, I really wanted to bring out kind of the funnier side of, of all the pets, the dogs that we love rather than more of the Marley and me sadness. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to really highlight kind of the neurotic, the beautiful relationships that we all share with our pets. And, you know, this book really does that. It does. And, you know, one of the things I loved about the book is it's not a one-upmanship, but, you know, you have numerous uh, contributors to the book, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But each one has their own unique story. So, you know, you, you tell yours about Marge, and it's like, oh, that's fantastic. Let me tell you about mine. You know, you think yours is crazy. Let's tell you about the crazy thing that, that my dog does or you know, whatever's happened. And, you know, that's true. I, one thing I love, I've been doing um, events for the book for the past three weeks or so and have been lucky enough to get her all around the country from New York to Chicago to Milwaukee. And um, people do just that. They have one story that's better than the ones that we often tell. And I love hearing those. I love people sharing those stories because that's what I wanted. I wanted all that secret stuff that happens in the house or the car to come into light so that we all know that we're not, you know, totally insane, that people share our insanity. Exactly right, and uh, there you know when we're dealing with animals in general, it's every day it's something new and exciting to them, and if we just reflect on it, we get something new and exciting out of it as well. And it's usually very, very humorous when you look at it. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, there's it's interesting because you know these books really capture, or the stories in this book really capture a lot of those you know kind of minor moments in life that are really so touching with our pets, like you know, sharing a, you know, bed space, battling for bed space with your dog, or, um, you know, as I write in my essay, just kind of inventing this language and voice to speak to your dog. And I think it's things that, you know, the wonderful thing, it's, it's all the stuff that we all do. So I think that's what connects us all are these stories. Yeah, and I think it's, that's the way it is uh, generally in life. You know, th- people can relate to it because it's happened to them. So, you know, it, it touches their heart in an extra special way or makes them laugh a little bit harder because they're thinking, oh, my God, that's exactly what my dog does. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know, Marge had all of her idiosyncrasies just like we have our idiosyncrasies. You know, I, a lot of the times I think she would look at me and she's like, you know, you're way more messed up than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think that's the wonderful thing about pet ownership. Yeah, I think it is too. I, I think it, they're spot on as well. You know, we think they're wild and crazy, and that we need to look in the mirror more often because we we've got our own issues. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and yeah, that's exactly it. Lord knows I have my own. <laughs> exactly. Well, at least you're man enough to admit it. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Now, this is uh, I mentioned a lot of uh, essays in the book. Great collection of writers that have contributed to the book. Um, Many of them are, are friends of uh, this show, like Bruce Cameron and Allie Larkin. I had to ask you, how did you come about choosing the writers that have submitted for the, um, for the book? And how did you choose coming about the, the different stories as well? It's a great question. You know, I, um, when I put this book together, I, I wanted to do it um, largely because um, I grew up in the Missouri Ozarks. And a lot of... Um, we lived out in the woods on 10 acres and my mother was a hospice nurse and she believed that, you know, prayer and penicillin could pretty much save any soul. And so she tried to rescue a lot of these animals and, and find homes for them. So 
Um, you know, my life has been built around rescue dogs, and that's really why I wanted to do this book, which is kind of honor um, my mom and the pets in my life. And when I was looking for contributors, I wanted, one, writers I really admired, um, writers who loved dogs, um, many of whom had rescue animals, and then writers that could make me laugh. And I feel incredibly blessed. I mean, you mentioned Bruce and Allie, who are two of my favorite writers. And I just, you know, I felt totally blessed that, you know, people like Rita Mae Brown and Beth Harbison and Jill Connor Brown and Jeff Marks, who won the Tony for Avenue Q, um, Jane Green. There are so many wonderful writers that are a part of this that were that jumped on board and, and just loved to tell their stories. I just feel totally blessed from beginning to end. Yeah, it is a fabulous collection. Well, let's delve into that a little bit further as far as the process. I'm assuming you come up with a list of writers you'd love to contribute. How do you get their attention? How do you, uh, you know, it's not like you, some of them you may already know. I'm assuming they're not all your personal friends. Um, <laughs> I would like to say they are, but no, you're right. They're, you know, I, I call it there's a lot of e-begging. So you, <laughs> you know, you really kind of get, you send, send an email and then get down on your hands and knees and just pray that they'll respond. And, you know, I have to say that things really came together. Um, the foreword in the book is by Chelsea Handler's dog, Chunk. Right. Um, really has a way with a laptop, I've learned. But <laughs> she, she really jumped on board at the very beginning and kind of made all of this come together. And I can't thank, you know, her and Chunk and her team enough for um, getting on board. So, I think people really love the premise of this. Let's talk about our animals, but do so in a really upbeat, humorous way instead of kind of a sad, morose way. And um, each of the contributors also love the fact that they were able to talk about their favorite charities and rescue organizations in the book. So, you know, what I wanted to accomplish was tell, you know, kind of raise awareness through humor and then share you know, organizations that were meaningful to each of these contributors, as well as, um, you know, donate, I'm doing with this book, 50% of the royalties to the Humane Society of the United States. So I think on, you know, kind of a global, national, and then local level, everyone's kind of winning. Yeah, and we're big proponents of uh, animal rescue. I do a lot of work with animal rescue organizations and former president of our local Humane Society. So I can definitely... uh, Appreciate that. And we've had uh, Wayne Paselli on the show as well. And uh, uh, it's always great to give back. So we applaud you for that. Well, let me ask you one more time on that topic, delve into a little bit further, because I'm really fascinated about that whole process. What was the turnaround times uh, as far as when the initial begging started, e-begging started, (laughs) to the actual time they got the, the stories to you? The window closed really, really fast because, you know, a lot of these, the majority of these writers are juggling a lot of projects. So they have multiple book contracts. They have a lot of touring and traveling they have to do. Um, They're usually, you know, doing a lot of media outreach. They're also probably writing blogs and, you know, newspaper columns or host radio shows. So there was a short turnaround probably of about six to eight months. But that included, you know, them being able to write the essay, turning it in, and then I did a first edit of those pieces because I am a contributor to the anthology, but I'm also the editor of it. And then my editor at Penguin, who's just wonderful, a huge dog lover, um, then saw the essays. I kind of put them into an order, and she went through them as well. So then I had to go back to each contributor and, you know, share 
you know, what our thoughts were on, on how hopefully we can improve those pieces and then get them in a great working order. So, you know, it was for a book of this size and with this many people, it was a pretty short turnaround, but, you know, everybody was amazingly cooperative. And I just, you know, again, I, I was amazed at how, how wonderfully well-written and cooperative everyone was. Because sometimes, it, you know, you wonder if you get a huge group of really busy, creative people together, if it's, you know, it's a bad analogy, but be like herding cats, but it was actually, it was more like dog walking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. Obviously, it's great books. A big kudos on that, and I, I just love the uh, the format and the different contributors to it. It's uh, that whole process is fascinating. Because, like you said, it's uh, you know these people have multiple book deals and, and radio and TV and film and whatever else they have going on. It's uh, uh, trying to corral them all. I couldn't imagine doing it. So you did a good job putting it all together. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and it's funny because you mentioned it's interesting, someone like Bruce Cameron, who's so busy and so successful, his essay is one of my favorites. You know, it's from the point of view of the dog or of the owner talking to his dog just on a typical Saturday and, you know, just kind of the beauty of the routine that one goes through during a normal weekend day with, you know, your dog. So um, it's I just loved everyone in a totally unique way. So um, I think people will too. I hope they do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think Bruce's uh, essay, uh, make sure that if you start feeding your uh, dog bacon, that you, you remember you can't switch to oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, the dog. And I love the way he captured that. That's true. The dog always looks like it's eating, like it's skinning a tomato. If you give it something that it, it despises, it's like it can just wolf everything down and then all of a sudden come to a complete stop and it's like, what the heck is this? And, and oatmeal is, is no dog's favorite. Just I don't think it's too many people's favorite either. Uh, no, it's usually uh, the uh, grilled vegetables on the plate uh, get eaten last by us humans. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly right, yeah. And I, we actually, I try a lot of like carrots, but my dogs have always loved carrots. So that, I know at least they're getting some health in there too. Yeah, that's a great, you know, the small baby wash carrots. My dog, we have a schnauzer, and uh, he just loves those. It's, uh, that's his little treat. Um, it's like a win-win, isn't it? I, just, I don't know why dogs love carrots, but I'm like, go for it, more so than I. Yeah, absolutely, especially uh, cooked carrots. I don't, you know, don't want any part no, of that. No, I'm so. out. It's like that with the cooked peas. Ever since I was little in the cafeteria, I can't do that at all. No, sorry. Uh, sorry for our vegetarian listeners. Like, leave that one off. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, Wade, we're going to take a quick commercial break, uh, but we're going to come right back and continue our conversations with uh, Wade, Wade Roush. Uh, talk to him about his book, I'm Not the Biggest Bitch in This Relationship. So we're excited about that. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to come right back. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash rights and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash rights, W-R-I-T-E-S. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And we're here with uh, Wade Roush. Talk to him about his latest book, I'm Not the Biggest Bitch in This Relationship. Uh, now, Wade, um, I always ask uh, the authors a little bit about uh, the book, but then I follow it up with one quick question. And uh, if all the things that are inside the book and all the stories are inside the book. Is there a one particular piece uh, when editing the book or writing your own essay that, uh, that you came away with that you uh, got a real aha moment about or something that you learned the most from putting all this together? Yeah, there's um, actually it's a great question. There's a couple of essays that really changed my perspective a lot. One is, um, is a piece by Bob Smith, who um, is a comic who has appeared on the Today, Tonight Show um, and also done a lot of the, uh, the joke writing and writing for the Oscar telecast. And he's a legend in, in comedy and a very funny guy. But he wrote a really sweet piece about um, battling um, Lou Gehrig's disease and rescuing a dog that um, really had a lot of fright of loud noises. And he lives in... in New York City, and just it's an essay just about taking his dog her, for a walk, and the importance that it has on so many levels for both of them as they try and kind of get through every day, and it just made me incredibly thankful for you know just you know my health and I think what dogs provide us, um, just that amazing unconditional love and loyalty and. And it, that was an essay when I first read it that really kind of, you know, shook me to my core. And I, I just think it's a beautiful piece. And I love their, um, there's an author in the book, Jill Connor Brown, who wrote The Conclusion. And she's known as the Sweet Potato Queen. She's a huge mm. Southern author with a <laughs> massive worldwide following. She actually has um, Sweet Potato Queen chapters all around the world. And um, she wrote a piece about rescuing a a dog in the middle of a highway that was hit and taking it home and um, the funny stories of her husband's reaction to accepting another dog into the end of their life. <laughs> and then the story of how um, when she was able to finally take it to her vet, um, there was a dog that had gotten loose because its mother 
had gotten ill and been sent to the Mayo Clinic um, for cancer treatment, and the dog had tried to escape to find her, and the woman recovered, and the dog was finally reunited because Jill had saved it. And it's this beautiful kind of 360 story of, you know, the impact of what we can do if we just stop to, to help an animal that's in need. And it's a really wonderful story and, a, and, a, and I think an incredible conclusion. And I have to say I love Chunk Handler's essay that starts the book. It's a little edgy, it's a little dirty, but that's, that's him and that's Chelsea, and I think it really kind of sums up the humor in the book as well. So, you know, top to bottom, I think they're all, I think they're all amazing. Yeah, they are. They're all very unique, different angles, different ways of writing. I, I love that, and uh, obviously having uh, Chunk and Chelsea involved in it is, uh, is a good choice as well. <laughs> it was, yeah, and she gave it a great, she was very kind. She gave it a huge shout-out on her show um, a couple of weeks ago, so we were really thankful and pleased she did that, so... Um, yeah, she was, it's, it's great to have them as part of the book too. Yeah. Great job on that. So from the reader standpoint, uh, is there a takeaway that you'd like the readers to walk away with after reading the book? Yeah, I want that. I, you know, so we talked about at the start of the show, I want people really to kind of be united through, through humor and, you know, hope their awareness about, especially rescue animals is, is, is lifted through laughter as well. And I just, I really think the common bond is that we all do kind of wacky things with our pets and have these unusual relationships. And I think everyone can relate to the stories in this book because we all share that insanity in some way or another. We just don't <laughs> often discuss it at work with everybody. <laughs> exactly. And so this is a great way for everybody to share those stories and to form that common bond. So I think that's a great way to tie it all together. It is. It's been, you know, it's, the book's gotten such great feedback so far. I've been really pleased. And I know, you know, so many people, this is like their, their like go-to stuffing, uh, stuffing stalker for, for the holidays that they can put in because everybody has dogs that they, they love and I think have relationships similar to the ones that the authors are writing about. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest takeaway, I think. I think we're all united by um, kind of the insanity a little bit. <laughs> all the unite insanity. I like that. I think, I think it's a theme for life. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's how we get through every day, isn't it? Exactly. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you have written many uh, memoirs over the years, and I'm curious about how putting together a book like this and editing a book like this with all the uh, different essays put in an anthology is different than putting together um, a memoir that you've done in the past. Totally different. Totally different. This is um, doing an anthology is almost like running, a, I think, a small business because you're in charge of every aspect of it. You know, you're writing yourself. You're, you know, you're kind of managing you're editing, you're, you know, getting um, a fundraising component together with it. Um, there's so much involved. And with, you know, I have four memoirs out. And with those, it's kind of just you sitting alone and kind of chugging through for a year <laughs> a book on your own with really not much other interaction with the world. So um, there's, there's a big difference, and I like them both. You know, I really feel like I learned a lot. Um, I think I met some incredible people um, who I can call friends, and, you know, that's just that's been a wonderful experience. And, you know, and now I'm back to kind of just writing my, my books again. So um, I think I'll do another anthology at some point in the future, 
and we might do cats or something. We've there been talking go. about since yeah. this book's done so well. So we're going to look into that. But um, yeah, it's a very different experience. But I, I have to say, I like I like both. It's worked out beautifully. Yeah, I can see both of them having their rewards and their challenges as well. And uh, I think you read my mind when you talked about putting together a book like this on on cats. That's a nice natural segue. And uh, it is, yeah, it is. Although you know, we'll, we'll title wise, we'll have to do some work on exactly how we follow that up with us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it would be a fun follow-up, and it's interesting because so many authors I reached out to um, are cat lovers and cat owners and cat people. So I think that makes sense um, because I think people have. I would do this a similar thing with some of these, you know, the humorous anecdotes about life with cats, and I think it would be it would accomplish what this book did, but in a entirely different vein from from what I understand from from these cat folks that they kind of have a different experience on on the neuroticism. So I think that would be interesting to explore. <laughs> I think so. I write about cats and dogs and all kinds of different animals. And of course, we have uh, our schnauzer, uh, our boy Buzz with us inside the house. But I've got uh, 10 feral or semi-feral cats that we've rescued and, and gotten spayed or neutered. And now we take care of them outside. And uh, believe me, uh, when Buzz goes out for his evening uh, time outside and we've got the 10 cats out there, it's it, it's me playing Wild Bill Hickok trying to corral everybody together. <laughs> See, that's interesting because that's exactly what my mom and dad did where we lived. They And they still, my father still looks after, I think there's, I think he's got six or eight um, semi, as he calls them, semi-feral cats, um, two of whom have made it inside and are, are much more domesticated. But the other six are right there kind of all around the perimeter of the house at all times. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, they've taken each one in and you know, able to corral them and get their shots and, and either be spayed or neutered and then brought back. And it's, it's just been, they, they are incredibly loyal pets to them. So it's interesting. My dad has a whole slew of other stories regarding those animals. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be interesting to do. So good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely help out where we can. We love the animals and uh, so that's great. And you know, you've got just so many opportunities for books uh, right there. It just tweaked my mind a little bit about uh, writing a, a book from your uh, your dad's perspective. I think uh, so too. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. And, and in fact, I'm uh, going down to see him tomorrow actually in the Ozarks. I live in Michigan right now. So we're going to go down and I'll be like surrounded by animals when I'm down there, but I'm, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think he likes getting a couple hours break anyway from the feeding and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you can help him out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. All right, Wade. Well, we're getting ready to uh, come to the end of the show, but tell everybody where uh, they can find out more about you and the book and uh, what's going on. They can find out more about the book and me at my website, which is Wade Rouse, W-A-D-E-R-O-U-S-E dot com. And uh, this anthology is everywhere right now, either at your favorite indie bookstore or you know Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, it's in a larger Costco, and it's currently at Target right now as well. So I think it's readily available if just go out and pick up a copy or two for the holidays and for yourself and... Uh, and be on the lookout because I've got a couple more books coming out in the next next year or so. So um, very exciting. 
Yeah, well, keep us posted on what's going on. Of course, we'll follow you on, on your website, wadenrouse.com. And uh, everybody pick up a copy of the book. It's a fantastic book. It's called I'm Not the Biggest Bitch in This Relationship uh, by Wade Rouse. So we appreciate you coming on board today, and we look forward to speaking with you somewhere down the road. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Uh, once again, we were, were uh, talking to Wade Rouse. Pick up a copy of the book. I'm not the biggest bitch in this relationship. Uh, it's fun. It's humorous. It's a great, uh, great little anthology. So thanks to Wade for being on the show today. And I want to thank our sponsors and producers for putting on such a fabulous show and making this all possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show and the stories in my blog, you can find it all on Pet Life Radio. Just go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Animal Rights tab, and uh, download some of the other interviews, uh, download this interview, and uh, read some of the blogs while you're there. And while you're at it, uh, be sure to check out all the other hosts and shows on Pet Life Radio. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, you can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. That's tim at petliferadio.com. And I will do my very best to answer all your questions, entertain all your comments, and get the people you want to hear from the most on the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life, share it in a blog, article, or in a book, and who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.